the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Headed down the home stretch <laughs> in Virginia. Thank you, thank you. The deadline looms for Democrat plans to borrow and spend more, lots more. I believe a final deal is within reach. Democrats will keep working until we're able to reach an agreement and pass this transformational legislation. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, October 27th. I'm Rich Thomason. Lowering the COVID vaccine age ceiling. The U.S. has moved a step closer to vaccinating millions more children against COVID-19, with a government advisory panel endorsing kid-sized doses of Pfizer's vaccine for those ages 5 to 11. The FDA panel vote was unanimous with one abstention, though Dr. Paul Offit, a pediatrician, says it wasn't an easy choice. It's always nerve-wracking. I think when you're asked to make a decision for millions of children based on studies of only a few thousand children. But Pfizer's study of elementary school kids showed the vaccine safe and 91% effective in 5 to 11-year-olds. Dr. Amanda Cohn says the virus was the eighth leading killer of those kids over the past year. COVID-19 now is a vaccine-preventable disease. The FDA itself will make its decision in coming days, and if approved, the CDC would then decide whether to recommend the shot and which kids should get them. Sagar Magani, Washington. Kids' mental health took center stage at a Senate hearing the other day with executives from YouTube, TikTok, and Snapchat asked how they're looking out for the welfare of youngsters on their platform. Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal heads the Senate subcommittee, which recently heard from a Facebook data scientist. This time around, they're focusing on how young people are affected, and his office created a YouTube account for 18 to find out. We watched a few videos about extreme dieting and eating disorders. They were easy to find. YouTube's recommendation algorithm began to promote extreme dieting, and eating disorder videos each time we open the app. Jennifer Stout is the vice president of global public policy for the group that owns Snapchat. I have tremendous respect for this institution and the work that you are doing to ensure that young people are having safe and healthy online experiences. I'm Shelley Antler. Daybreak Insider's Bob Agnew says the question of one of the platform's ties to communist China came up during that Senate hearing. Senator Ted Cruz asking TikTok's Michael Beckerman about the company's stated data sharing policy. We may share all of the information we collect with a parent, subsidiary, or other affiliate of our corporate group. When Cruz asked whether that includes Beijing-based parent company ByteDance... I, I think it's important that I address the broader point in, in, your, in your statement. So are you willing to answer the question yes or no? It is a yes or no question. Are they part of your corporate group or not? Yes, Senator, it is. Beckerman refused to answer whether or not that also includes Beijing ByteDance technology, a company partially owned by the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> The investigation of America's latest mass shooting continues. An Idaho coroner has identified the suspect in the attack at a Boise shopping mall. It killed two people and injured four as 27-year-old Jacob Bergquist 
Boise Police Chief Ryan Lee telling KIVI Bergquist has now died. We've been conducting investigations related to Mr. Bergquist, looking at any social media information, any other evidence that we may have, anything to help us understand motivation. Those at the mall responded admirably and did quickly what we have learned is best practice. They quickly ushered those patrons that were in their locations to back rooms. They closed and sheltered and secured so that they became inaccessible uh, and minimized the risk of being victims. Bergquist, who was wounded during a shootout with police, died late Tuesday morning at a hospital. One of the gunman's victims, 26-year-old mall security guard Joe Acker. Family members say she died while trying to stop the attack. It may be close to half the original size, but the compromised version of President Biden's Build Back Better plan still totals one and three quarter trillion dollars. Democrats are rushing to pass the legislation before the president heads to a climate summit in Europe. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell says Democrats have it all wrong. They're acting like this was the New Deal. Roosevelt had massive majorities, or it's the Great Society. LBJ had massive majorities. This is a 50-50 Senate a three-seat majority in the House. The American people are not asking for any of this. Senate Democrat Leader Chuck Schumer saying that green energy initiatives are rolled into the plan. There's going to be a very strong, robust climate package, and our goal is to meet the president's goal. There are different ways to get there. And Daybreak Insider's Greg Clugton says the White House is optimistic. Agreeing on the president's spending plan has been a long slog for Democrats who differ on the size and scope of the proposal. But White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki insists negotiators are making progress. We are almost there and that the president is on the verge. We are all on the verge of passing a bill. To help pay for the plan, a new billionaire's tax has been proposed, but it has run into criticism. Even so, party leaders say a deal is within reach. Not so fast, says Congressional Progressive Caucus Chair Pramila Jayapal. She says moderate Democrats can declare agreement on the bill, but don't expect a vote on infrastructure until there is consensus on social spending. The Speaker never brings something up that doesn't have the votes, but we're trying to get this finished. I mean, in that ideal world... We would vote on both of them this weekend. I would love that. I would love that. But we got to have the agreement on what it is so that it can be written up, and then we can vote both bills through. Although he recently admitted that President Biden's sagging popularity is a drag on his campaign, Virginia gubernatorial candidate Democrat Terry McCullough posted Mr. Biden at a campaign rally Tuesday in heavily blue northern Virginia. The New York Post notes Biden mentioned Donald Trump no fewer than two dozen times during his stump speech. You made this progress because you've had the courage and the wisdom to reject the very extremism that has taken over the Republican Party all across America. Think of it. Republican Party nationally is for nothing. Not a joke. Nothing. Going out of his way to tie Republican Glenn Youngkin to former President Trump, Biden referred to a Washington Post editorial focusing on the 2020 election and allegations of widespread fraud in the balloting. He has indulged and encouraged Republicans to have swallowed former President Trump's lie that last year's presidential elect was stolen. Mr. Yunkin chose to dignify a fundamental fiction that is subverting our system rather than standing squarely for the truth. In doing so, He proved himself unfit.
fit for office, end of quote. McAuliffe accusing Youngkin of appealing to the worst in people. He is ending his campaign the way he started it, with divisive dog whistles. Even after the deadly attacks on January 6th, Glenn Youngkin launched his campaign by promoting election conspiracy theories. But despite all of the McAuliffe-Biden rhetoric, the polls say this is a very close race with McAuliffe, who was once comfortably ahead of Youngkin, now running neck and neck with the Republican. Daybreak Insider's Bob Agnew reports that one prominent GOP senator is predicting a Republican victory in the Virginia governor's race next week. Senator Tom Cott predicts Republican Glenn Youngkin will be victorious over former Governor Terry McAuliffe. Because he has a radical agenda. Cotton tells the Salem Radio Network that agenda includes McAuliffe's off-stated position that parents should have no say in their children's education at public schools. Uh, He's standing behind school boards who are sweeping underneath the rug rates of young girls because it interferes with their transgendered agenda. Both Democrats and Republicans see the tight race in Virginia as a bellwether for next year's midterm elections. And author Sean Spicer telling the Salem Radio Network he is optimistic that Republican Youngkin will be getting the keys to the Virginia governor's mansion. I think right now he's going to win. The momentum's on his side. Look, we've seen the last several cycles of Virginia politics come down to five points or less for a lot of these statewide races. Youngkin's got the momentum going in. Terry McAuliffe has a base problem. Look at the people who are coming into Virginia and the places that they're going. Uh, they know that they have a problem with the uh, with the base that got Biden elected um, in Virginia by a huge margin. And um, and you've got a you know a guy that was frankly a former popular governor struggling in the northern Virginia area. I think Youngkin's going to go over the finish line. I think that we're going to take back the House of Delegates in Virginia by a couple seats. Uh, and I really think that the underticket, winsome tears for Lieutenant Governor Jason Mieras for Lieutenant Governor, are both going to come over the line, too. And there are signs that Republicans could be on the move in a big way nationwide, as Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett tells us. According to a new poll released by the National Republican Congressional Committee, the GOP has a 43% to 40% lead over Democrats with registered voters in the generic ballot across 85 potential battleground districts. Part of their strategy is to stay on message about the Democrats' costly policies. New York Congresswoman Claudia Tenney says on the House floor, working families don't want Congress to raise taxes. They will bear the brunt of this bill's two-plus trillion dollar increases in taxes. The boost for the GOP in the Republican poll appears to be fueled in part by a drop in President Biden's approval rating. And Bernie says Kansas City vying to host the GOP National Convention in 2024. Morgan said a spokeswoman for Democrat Mayor Quentin Lucas confirmed to the Kansas City Star that the city plans to put in a bid, adding that a delegation from Missouri traveled to Washington to explore the prospect and that city officials were approached by the Republican National Committee. The deadline for the city to place a formal bid is December 1st. Kansas City last hosted the GOP convention in 1976, when then-President Gerald Ford was nominated for the presidency before losing to Jimmy Carter. It lost out on a bid to host the convention in 2016, which Cleveland ultimately hosted. And finally this morning, after a two-year court fight, a big win for a North Carolina man who lost his job due to diversity efforts by his ex-employer. A former top executive at North Carolina-based Novant Health was awarded $10 million by a federal jury Tuesday in a reverse discrimination case. News outlets reported David Duvall filed a lawsuit in 2019 saying he lost his job as a senior vice president of marketing and communication because Novant Health wanted to diversify top leadership positions. The jury said Novant Health failed to prove it would have dismissed Duvall regardless 
regardless of his race. In his lawsuit, Duvall said he was fired in 2018 without warning or explanation and was replaced by two women, one black and one white. I'm Mike Gracia. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. Join us again tomorrow. I'm Rich Thomason. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.